2 Corinthians, we're going to go to chapter uh, 4, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We have been teaching on a series presently for a number of weeks now uh, called The Process of Faith. The Process of Faith. Faith, in many cases, is a process. There is a time frame uh, between the prayer of faith and the receiving, the end of your faith, and we have referenced a few scriptures that I'm going to review, uh, and one of them is 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 9, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. The end of your faith. We looked at Mark eleven twenty four 24, says, what things soever you desire when you pray, what do you do? Believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. When you pray, believe that you have received them. Other translations say, believe that you have received them. Uh, some translations say, believe you have it already, and you will have it. Uh, one said, believe you got it, and you'll have it. And I just simplified it and said, believe you got it, and you'll get it. So then, it's very simple principle. Believe when you pray, and you shall have. But having is the end of your faith, or having... Uh, the possession of the manifestation or the promise of God fulfilled in your life uh, is the having portion. And sometimes there is a time frame between, in many cases there's a time frame between uh, the time that you pray and believe that you have received and the time that you actually have the manifestation. So what you do in that interim time is very, very important. So one of the things that we said is that you must maintain your focus of faith. So we use a scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 4 and verse 18. Uh, in verse 18, it says, While we look not at things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. So we take our eyes off of the seen and we look at things that are not seen. In other words, we uh, choose to not look at the problem, we look at the promise. We choose to look at God and look at His Word and look at the promises of God and focus on the promises rather than on the problem or the adversity in our life or the challenge or the mountain, however you want to term, term that. It is something the devil tries to put between you and the fulfillment of God's promise in your life. And so, therefore... Uh, we must focus on the promise, focus on God, the God of the promise, and maintain our faith in Him. So while we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things that are seen are what? Temporal. They're temporary. A few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, my wife uh, testified and she said, This is temporary, y'all. In other words, what she is going through she was declaring is temporary. This is not uh, her end. The end is complete restoration. Amen? And so uh, you're looking to the end of your faith or to the promise of God so that you can reach the end of your faith and your vision is on full recovery. Praise the Lord. So then with your life, you want to look toward the promise of God while we look not at the things that are seen, for the things that are seen are temporary, but we're looking at the things that are not seen, and the things that are not seen are eternal in God's Word, God's promise, and God Himself 
are eternal. Amen? And so you're looking to something that's unchanging, something that is established for eternity. The promises of God are eternal promise for healing or whatever else you're believing and needing, uh, believing for and needing in your life. It is eternal. Amen. And so we're looking at those things. Well, in order to uh, maintain uh, your faith through this time or this process, and in order to endure, you got to keep looking unto Jesus. Not just once, but you keep looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the what? Finisher of your faith. Another word for ending. The finisher of your faith. God doesn't just start it. He finishes it. So that he will finish what he started in your life and bring it to full completion. Well, then we also looked at Moses and we saw that he endured as seeing him who was invisible. So the way that you endure in this time of testing is that you keep your focus on Jesus and you're seeing him who is invisible. Looking to him that you can't see in the natural but you can see with the eye of faith. Amen? And so now today we want to pick up from there and we want to look at... This verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse uh, 13. I will give you one more verse. Remember last week we said, cast not away therefore your what? Confidence. Don't cast away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. And through faith and patience they endured and they received the promises of God. So through faith and endurance, you can receive the promise of God. In other words, if you stay steady through the time of testing, you'll get to the end of your faith. You'll receive the manifestation of the promise of God in your life. Well, then in this verse, it gives us another key of how we can maintain our focus and we can endure in the time of testing. In verse 13, it says, We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken, we also believe, and therefore speak. We having the same spirit of faith. He describes what the spirit of faith is. It is believing and speaking. Now, first of all, he said, we having the same spirit of faith. Having the spirit of faith. So the spirit of faith is something we have continuously. Having the spirit of faith. Having the same spirit of faith. Well, then, uh, what does it say in Romans 10? So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. There it is the continuation of hearing. It is not just having heard. It says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So continually, we hear the Word of God in order to have continually the spirit of faith. So what did Jesus say in in John chapter 8? He said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will have a result The truth will make you free. So then it is a continuation in the word, a continual hearing of the word, and a continual having the same spirit of faith. Now the spirit of faith is, uh, it is caught, and the principles of faith are taught. 
Now, the principles of faith are important, but you don't want to just have the principles of faith. You want to have the spirit of faith. The principles of faith is like a mathematical equation. In other words, if you say 1 plus 1, very simple, equals 2. 1 plus 1 equals 2 every time. It doesn't matter who is uh, uh, looking at it and who is going to give the answer. They may give the answer as 4, but uh, it's incorrect. The equation is always the same. The answer is always the same. Right? Well, believing in your heart and saying with your mouth equals having. So you're going to have the result of your believing in your heart and saying with your mouth. And that works all the time. It is a principle. And so it works for you. But the spirit of faith is something because you can just kind of do an equation and it's not really the spirit of faith. In other words, you could uh, think you're believing and sometimes you're just having mental assent. And it's not faith that is of the heart. So faith proceeds from the heart, according to Mark eleven twenty three. And so if you are believing in your heart and you couple that with speaking with your mouth, according to this verse and also Mark eleven twenty three, then you're going to get to the having part. You're going to get to the end of your faith. Now, there may be a time frame between believing and speaking and actually having, but your believing and speaking will get you there. So always having the same spirit of faith is not just one time having it, but a continuing of continuation of having and continually having. In order to continually have the spirit of faith, you got to continually believe and continually speak. Now, you're believing and speaking because speaking is so essential in, the, in, in this equation. Uh, you have to continue to say the word in order to maintain your focus. So many times you can be distracted from your faith by the circumstances. Uh, you can be distracted from your faith by what you see naturally. That's why you have to choose to look not at the things that are seen. So you can uh, see the results or, or, or of an accident, such as Pastor Vicky had an accident. You could see the results, but yet you have to look away from that and look to the promise. Right. So then you're, you're choosing to believe in the promise of God in your life, whatever that may be, then you're taking that promise of God, you're focusing on that promise, but believing it and also speaking it helps to keep you focused on the promise of God rather than your mind, uh, thoughts coming to your mind and distracting you from the promise of God and, and fear hitting your mind and fear coming to your life. And so you now have to resist that how? By speaking the promise of God or speaking what you believe and saying it in faith and declaring with boldness. In other words, maintaining a spirit of faith or maintaining a bold confession of faith throughout the process helps you to keep your focus on the promise. Helps you to keep your focus on God rather than the things that are occurring or have occurred in your life. 
Thank you, Jesus. So now our focus has stayed on him. Our eyes, what? Looking unto Jesus. Hebrews 12, looking unto Jesus, who is the what? Author and finisher. So he started it, but he's going to finish it. But faith is human cooperation with God. It's our part. Believing is our part. Speaking is our part. Moving the mountain is his part. Hallelujah. So our, our healing your body is his part. So you're doing the believing, you're doing the speaking, and God's doing the answer. One plus one equals two. Believing in your heart, saying it with your mouth equals having healing or prosperity or provision or, or, or peace or joy or whatever you're believing for. So you're believing the word. You're believing it in your heart. You're speaking it with your mouth, and you get the answer in your life. Hallelujah. You get to the end of your faith, or you get to the having point in your life. So believing in your heart, he said, we have in the same spirit of faith, we believe and therefore we, we speak. Well, actually in the verse there, it says, according as it is written. So you do need to know what's written. Even Jesus said, it is written, right? And he spoke the word of God when the devil was tempting him in the wilderness, right? So in this case... He says, according as it is written, so Paul is referencing actually the Psalms. He's referencing David's, uh, one of David's Psalms. And so he said, we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written. I believe and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. So then what he's doing actually is saying, okay, these people like David had a spirit of faith. David had a spirit of faith. He didn't just have a principle of faith or know a few principles. He also had a spirit of faith. And he was able, with the spirit of faith and the word of God in his heart and in his mouth, he could kill a bear. So it wasn't just David's strength naturally. He was just a teenager, actually. You say, well, he was really working out at the gym. No, he was tending to his dad's sheep, playing a harp and playing instruments and singing and worshiping God. That's really what he was doing. And so he was getting his spirit man, his inner man, built up. And so when the bear comes to consume the sheep or eat the sheep, he was able to kill the bear. When the lion comes to uh, consume the sheep, he was able to kill the lion. When uh, Goliath was out there intimidating the, the Saul and the armies of Israel, he was able to slay the giant. Why? Because he had a spirit of faith. Well, when Daniel was in the lion's den, how did he uh, sleep uh, with his head on the lion as a pillow? And not get consumed by the lions. He had a spirit of faith. When Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego were in the fiery furnace and thrown into the furnace for their faith, they had a spirit of faith, and they came out without a smell of smoke and not a hair sin. So they came out of the fire. And we could go on. Even Samson with his problems, he had a spirit of faith, and he slew uh, the Philistines because he had a spirit of faith. And as long as he 
looked to God, he was able then to return and he killed more Philistines in his death than he had in his lifetime. When he returned to God and got things right with God. So God has a whole list of people throughout the Old Testament that had a spirit of faith. And then we have New Testament characters that have a spirit of faith. And then we have people in this world that have lived by faith and they had a spirit of faith. And the spirit of faith is caught. So we need both. We need the principles of faith and we need the spirit of faith. We, we, we need to have the principles of faith uh, because we want to be consistent in the same. In other words, you could have the spirit of faith. You could get inspired and have a spirit of faith in a moment and believe God and receive something from God. But if you know the principles of faith and you have the spirit of faith, hallelujah, you can be stirred up. You can stir up yourself and you can uh, have your spirit, your candle lit. In other words, uh, David said, the psalmist said it this way, that will light my candle, therefore I can run through a troop and I can leap over a wall. So when there is a troop against you, you can run right up the middle, so to speak. You can run through the troop. When the adversity is there, you run through the truth. Why? Because you have a spirit of faith. Your candle is lit. God lights your spirit, man. And you have a strength on the inside to do what you could not do naturally. Believe and expect what you would not naturally expect. And see something that you could not naturally see. And believe it and dare to act on the Word of God like you generally, naturally would not be able to, but the Spirit of God lights your candle and you can run through the troop and you can leap over the wall and the adversity that was there standing in front of you, you got through, you got over, praise God. Why? Because you had a spirit of faith. Hallelujah. And because you have the principles of faith mixed with a spirit of faith, thank God you can have a consistency in your life. <clears throat> no matter what. Hallelujah to Jesus. All right, so we have the same spirit of faith. We believe, therefore, speak. In other words, we can have the same spirit of faith that David had. You can have the same spirit of faith that Daniel had. You can have the same spirit of faith that Moses had or Noah had or whatever you're dealing with. Thank God the spirit of faith will get you through it. The spirit of faith will get you over it. The spirit of faith will cause you to get to the end of your faith having overcome. Hallelujah. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 says, Whatsoever, whosoever is born of God, that's you, that's me. Whoever is born of God overcomes the world. So if you're born of God, you got some stuff in you that is overcoming power. It is overcoming life. It is the life of God. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. One translation said, whoever's received the new life from God, you've received a new life from God that makes you an overcomer. In other words, you are born to win. So if you're born to win by faith, you're going to win. Hallelujah. If you're born to win by faith, you're going to win. It is God's created power working on the inside of you that is greater than what has come against you. If God is for you, 
Who can be against you or what can be against you? And greater is he that is in you. That's 1 John 4 and 4. He said, greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. So there's something in you that is greater than what's coming against you. There is no devil, no demon, no mountain, no valley, no river, no sea, no anything, nothing that can compete with God. God is bigger, greater than all. He has power to get you through the Red Sea. He has power to get you out of the lion's den. He has power to get you through the fire, and he has power to get you out of the fire, and he has power to get you through the flood. Hallelujah. And it'll not overflow you. He has power. So when you believe and speak, you're basically introducing your mountain to God and saying, I have faith in God that God is able to get me where I could not go on my own to do things that I could not do alone to see things happen that I could never make happen by myself. But God has been on my side and helped me to win this battle or win this fight or get through the troop or leap over the wall or get out of the lion's den or out of the lion's clutches, Praise God to kill the bear, kill the lion, or kill the giant. Whatever stands in your way, God is on the inside of you. Christ lives on the inside of you, and you're born of God. And whatever and whoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is a victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So your faith is going to get you through. And faith, the spirit of faith, is defined this way. I believe and therefore I speak. They spoke in their lifetime. They spoke against their obstacle. They spoke against their fear. They spoke against the things that came against them. But now it's my turn and your turn. It's your turn to stand up and say what you believe and act on what you believe. Believe in your heart and speak it with your mouth and you'll get to the end of your faith, the salvation and the deliverance of your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. I believe. Hallelujah. The apostle Paul said it this way. Wherefore, sirs, I believe God. He said that on a ship. He said that on a ship where the waves were big and strong against the ship. And he said that on a ship where for 14 days they hadn't seen the stars, they hadn't seen the moon, they hadn't seen the sun. It was dark every day and every night. But now in the middle of it, he had a word from God. An angel of God stood by him and spoke a word to him. And he said there'd be no loss of life if they'll stay with the ship. In other words, if they'll listen to you, Paul. He was a prisoner on the ship. Listen, a prisoner going to Caesar. But God gave him a word in season. Hallelujah. God will give you a word in season. It may look like you're on the lowest end of the pole, so to speak. You're on the lowest end of the ship of everybody on the ship. But now you become the captain of the ship instead of the captain calling the shots. He said, and now listen to him. 
Hallelujah. So there is a captain, and his name is Jesus. He's the captain of your salvation. If he's talking, you need to be saying the same thing. That's what confession means. It simply means to say the same thing. Agree with God and say what God says in the face of your adversity, in the face of your trial. And when the winds of adversity were blowing against Paul, he said what he believed, and he said it to everyone. He was not ashamed of the gospel. He was not ashamed of the word of the Lord that it came unto him and now he is speaking it with boldness so you got to maintain a bold confession maintain a spirit of faith and maintain a bold confession so that you get to the end of your faith hallelujah and the end of your faith is the answer Hallelujah. It's also the end of your problem. It's also the end of your mountain. It's also the end of your sickness. It's also the end of your ailment. It's also the end of your lack. It's also the end. You understand? It's the end of what the devil has tried to do in your life. Thank God God has turned the tables and God has turned things around and God has delivered you and God has set you free and God has made you whole and God has made you strong and God has given you peace. Hallelujah. And God has gotten you to the shore, so to speak. Glory to God. Hallelujah. There was not one life lost that stayed with the ship because they listened to the Apostle Paul. I would encourage you to stay with the ship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hang with the people of God. Hang with the church because we will get through this. Hallelujah. We will get to the end of our test. We will get to the end. Glory be to God. And we will see the salvation of God. We will see the power of the Holy Spirit. We will see the demonstration of God in the earth. We'll see a revelation of God in the church. We'll see the light shine in the earth. We'll see the glory of God, it'll be seen. It'll be demonstrated and people will see. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Glory to God. Somebody ought to say praise the Lord. <laughs> Go with me to Mark chapter 11, please. Mark chapter 11. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 11, Jesus has just spoken to a fig tree, and he said, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And the next morning, Peter speaks up, as he was noted to do, and he said, Master, the disciples walked by and says, This tree that you curse is withered away, dried up from the roots. And Jesus said in verse 22, Have faith in God. Hallelujah. In other words, he's teaching a lesson. He's going to teach a principle. Praise God. Principles of faith are taught. And the spirit of faith is called. They're hanging around with Jesus, and he's teaching them the principles of faith. And they're catching the spirit of faith. So he says, have faith in God, or have the God kind of faith, or have the faith of God, just different ways that are, it's said in different renderings, different translations, and all are true. So he says, have faith in God. Next verse, in verse 23. Verse 23. Hallelujah. 
for whosoever. Verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Whosoever. You know what the word whosoever means? That means anybody can. That means anybody. Anybody can. Doesn't matter how educated or how uneducated. Amen? Doesn't matter what race. Doesn't matter how young. Nor how old. It doesn't matter. Anybody can. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Anybody can. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain... Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Anybody can. Whosoever will. Anybody can, everybody won't, but somebody will. You can choose to be one somebody that says, I will. I will do what Jesus said. Jesus said, anybody could do it, so I'm going to do it. Whoever shall say unto this mountain. In other words, you got to talk to the mountain. Jesus has just talked to the tree. Now he says, now you can talk to the mountain. And he said, anybody can. So it's not just a deity trick. It's not just something I can do. It's something you can do. We have in the same spirit of faith. Right? We believe, therefore we speak. Other people have done it. Now we do it. All right, said, he said, whosoever shall say unto this mountain. Talk to the mountain, be thou removed, tell it what to do. Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea. So you got to talk to your mountain. Hallelujah. I said, you got to talk to your mountain. You got to talk to the adversity. Tell it to be removed, cast into the sea, which means you can't see it anymore. It just got drowned in the sea. You can't see it. Your, your environment has now changed. Be thou cast into the sea, and shall not, what, doubt in his heart. So faith is of the heart. Shall not doubt in his heart, but shall, what, believe that those things. Believe what? Believe that those things. Now listen very carefully if you put it up on the screen. Believe that those things which he saith. All right. But shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. In other words, you got to believe what you say. I said, you got to believe what you say. You believe that what you say will come to pass, according to Jesus, right? Believe the things that you say will come to pass. In other words, we're speaking to Vicky's, Pastor Vicky's eyes, and we're saying she sees single vision. When she sees double vision, we say she sees single vision. We say her eyes are even. We say that her eyes, she can look straight before her. In other words, they see straight before her. They are accurate. We say it in Jesus' name. Why? Because that's what the Bible says. So we're just saying what the Bible says. And there's verses of Scripture for each of those things I just said. So the Holy Spirit. And that confession we made earlier, it has verses of Scripture on our app, on our website, that go along with it. It's not just saying random stuff. It's clear, based on the Word of God. We're saying what the Word of God says, and if God be for us, who can be against us? Amen? So what you're doing, you're getting a, a spirit of faith, and you're being accurate with your confession. A bold confession, but accurate confession. Hallelujah. So, 
If you say this, he said, believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. In other words, you're going to have what you say. So many people are worried about trying to fix other people and what they say. You need to focus on what you're saying. What they say don't, doesn't control your life unless, unless you let it control your life. What they say is not going to be the determining factor in your life. It's not going to be the end of your faith. No, what you say is going to determine the outcome in your life. So it's important to focus on what you're saying and agree with God concerning what he said. And if you're saying what he said and saying it boldly and in faith, believing in your heart, saying it with your mouth, shall not doubt in his heart, he shall believe in his heart. He said, you're going to have what you say. Hallelujah. So you get to the having point. That's our goal, isn't it? We want to get to the having point. I mean, why do we do this? Why do we believe this? Because God wants us to have. Have your healing. Have your deliverance. Have your freedom. Have your joy. Have your peace. It's all his provision. He's the one that came up with the idea for you to be blessed and enjoy his best. You're just believing what he said. So your focus is on the promise of God. And when you keep your focus on the promise and keep your focus on the God of the promise, the one that's able to move the mountain, you're doing the believing, you're doing the speaking, and he's doing the moving. You're doing the believing, you're doing the speaking, and God's doing the healing. You're doing the, move, you're doing the believing, doing the speaking, and God's doing the provision. You do your part, God will do his part, and we'll all be blessed and enjoy God's best. Amen. Amen.